Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky and I am joined with Marshall Staggs. Hey everybody. Jonathan Lee. Hello. Chris Apple. Hi. And Zach Corgi. Hello, Notorinos. Oh, did I use that one yet? I don't think I did. No, I think that's a new one. All right. He that's doesn't even one. get angry anymore. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. He Corgis are great. Why would I not want my name to be Corgi? They got that like little like fat butt and they just shake it all the time. Yeah, it's pretty good. They're fantastic. All right, so we had a little bit of a snafu last week, though. Uh, we Our recording got messed up, so we're just going to kind of recap everything that happened last week uh, with this episode and go from there. So sorry you were lacking with that content that you probably had a million other podcasts to listen to. So we're just going to jump right in. <laughs> no, we're the only X-Wing podcast. The where, only else one that... they, where else are they going to get their content? Oh, uh, yeah. We're going to be the only one that matters soon, I guarantee it. That's true. That's definitely true. That's a bold statement. Um, all right, so we're gonna like start like a new segment this week. Uh, we don't have to go completely around the horn, but like maybe we could do like one or two or three of us. Um, just what we've been flying recently, uh, Zach. You know, you haven't been flying stuff recently, but what have you been looking at? Yeah, so I actually haven't played X Wing in about two and a half weeks now, which is really weird. And I'm going into withdrawals, and I hate everyone. <laughs> you should have came out today, but I, you know, uh, sleep, man, sleep. Uh, but what I've been looking week. at is largely lots of Han. Lots and lots of Han. He's he's good now. And it makes me so happy because I flew a lot of him in 1.0. Like a, a lot of him. So I want to get my Han back on. Yeah, I've, I definitely agree with you there. I've been flying a lot of Han when it comes to hyperspace. Like that's my go-to yep. ship. Like I'm running Han and Lando together, which is super fun. And I'm super low on Lando crew, but... I think Lando in this ship is crazy awesome. So uh, I feel you there. Yep. Oh, you're doing double Falcon. Yeah, twin you Falcons. Short stack going on. Okay. Yeah, it's it's it fits. Like you can get two fully loaded Falcons. Like double the yeah. Falcon, double the fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's what, that's basically recaps what I've been flying. Um, what about Jonathan? What have you been flying? I've been flying a lot of, uh, in hyperspace, I've been flying a lot of uh, three X-Wing, uh, three of the generic X-Wings with two of the uh, Gray Squadron Y-Wings uh, with ion cannon turrets and seismics uh, for at 199 points. Also, I've been flying three X-Wings with Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, nice uh, to have those four, three, atta- three dice guns in there. Rebel beef. Yeah. Oh my and then in... Yeah, and extended, I've been flying B wings, B wings, and B wing, U wing salad. Rebel beef is why? Is, why are there Wookies on the B wings? Why aren't they? Oh are you racist against Wookies? They can't be pilots. Have you maybe, seen Chewbacca? Maybe I am. They have their own ship. They should stay on their own ship. Get they on. can pilot more than just their own <laughs> ship. But they have a whole ship that's theirs, and it's bad. So maybe they're looking to branch at it. But Is Wedge it is Krillian, and he flies something not made in Krillia. <laughs> Chris, I feel like your response to everything is, is it actually that? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We don't know. That might be the right response to everything. I think I mean, you might be on it. four of them. Yeah. It has reinforce and a bunch of health, and it's a turret, so it's probably good. All right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I haven't, I've, I have not flown a second edition Ozatuck yet, so... I feel That's inclined to argue with right? Chris, 
but he might be right. Well, you're just argumentative. Like, it's not. <laughs> How many that's points are there? there? That's got nothing to do with Chris. That's not true. I'm not argumentative. You're argumentative. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, for... yeah, yeah, it's a I forgot. What does? Yeah, it's a tuck. It's got two yeah, plays for Leia. Yeah. Uh, they could just might no. stop it Did for he days. Just this thing? Okay, so All right. clearly none of us have <laughs> been flying the Ozatuck. Uh, does anybody else have been flying something fun? Yeah, so I've been running uh, fewer strikers and more more of Luke and Kylo. Um, been having a lot of fun with that. Turns out Supernatural's still really, really good for twenty four points. <sighs> yeah, mostly like, good. And uh, also turns out that proton torps are pretty good and not that expensive. So that's that's pretty much all I'll say, but it's exceptional. It's been winning me a lot of games in hyperspace, both those ships with those cards. Um, Kylo doesn't need Supernatural quite as much, and both probably don't. Like okay. I've, had, I've been having a lot of fun with Kylo without Supernatural. But yeah, that's that, I've been testing kind of the limits of those two ships. All right, so we're not going to go completely into all these past articles that we've had in the past two weeks. We're just going to do a general recap of everything uh, between the N1, the... Jedi upgrades, uh, the Wave 4 with all the reprints of everything. But we're going to kick it off with the N1. If Marshall, you want to take this. Yeah, so we're getting the N1. We're getting the Naboo Starfighter. Um, I know that some people are not excited about this. Those people are wrong. Um, This is a a super cool ship, um, and I'm excited it's coming to the game. It looks like it's going to be... It looks like it's going to be maybe like a Z95... A wing territory. It's two. It's two attack dice, two defense dice, and uh, what? Uh, it's hard to read. Three hull and two shields. Um, so it's a little beefier than a Z ninety five. Based on the upgrade cards it comes with, it looks like it's gonna have a sensor slot, uh, and torpedoes, and an astromech. So those are all good slots to have. Uh, it comes with collision detector, which, um, you know, that's that's the go-to I think for this particular ship. Um, and it's got a, it's got a great ship ability. It's got the ship ability. Uh, it's the same, same ability from defenders, which I think is, it's called full throttle. Is that what it's called? Yes. Um, yeah. As so uh, after you execute a speed three to five, uh, maneuver, you can perform an evade action. Uh, and that's super cool. Uh, so you slap juke on these guys, uh, you know, evade target lock, fire your torpedoes. Uh, seems like fun. So you can run Juke and R2C4, right? And R2C4 was spoiled. Oh, yeah. So they do. Yeah, we got a couple of the droids it comes with. Um, it looks like it comes with an R2 unit, just a generic. Um, and then there's a, there's a unique droid, um, R2C2, R2C4, um, which is uh, Republic only. Uh, so you can't get this on Rebels. Uh, and as while you perform an attack, you may spend spend one evade token to change one focus to a hit. Um, you you put this on your you know your named guy or whatever, um, and you have a lot of flexibility uh, with what that evade token does. And uh, yeah, <laughs> Dude, I'm looking at the show notes. Chris, I'm assuming it was Chris made a note in the show notes that we hope they don't have EPTs um, because Juke. Juke could, on these guys could be a real thing, uh, especially if they're presumably much cheaper than Defenders, which are the other ship that has this kind of ability. 
um, could be uh, could be a thing. I mean, it comes so, with so an EP right off the bat, so yeah, uh, I'm hoping that's generic. Though, so. oh, right. Yeah. My, my my comment there's more like that. There aren't too many generics that you can field with Juke and that ship ability. Mm-hmm. Like if the named ones do, that's fine. There aren't too many of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I'm looking at these. I mean, they're super. They they look. Like uh, so, with the two agility and what is it? Uh, seven health? Or they got five health? I can't. Is, five health. Five yeah. health. Uh, three health. Two shields. I mean, they're not going to be like. Cre- I can't imagine these things being like crazy expensive. But if we are going by trends that FFJ has been doing, like almost every ship kind of has that one generic ship that doesn't have an EPT, and then one has an EPT. So I'd be shocked to yeah. see if it doesn't follow that trend at least. Yeah, I would imagine that the mid range. Uh, the mid-range generic will probably have an EPT. Like it looks like there's a there's like a one and a two, and I I would imagine like the the initiative two guy will probably have an EPT. Sure, they, they look like they're going to be fairly expensive compared to like a C ninety five, right? Because the ship ability, like just adding an evade on two dice is right. The ad, really, like the really action good. bar is better. The dial, we can see the dial. Um, yeah, it's great. The dial looks pretty good. It's like a it's like a faster X-wing, pretty much. Like the two, the two and three banks are are blue as opposed to the one and two banks. Uh, it's got a talon roll. It's got a white five forward. Um, so yeah, I mean they they would have to be more expensive than Z's by by probably a, a pretty significant margin. And they look like they're going to be fun. Like it just, I I haven't really got like wrapped my mind around the fact that you could have a bunch of Nubu starfighters in this game in like a couple months. Like that is, that is super cool that we're going to see that on the table. Yeah. I'm yeah, not going to lie. Cool. I think the model looks really sharp too. Like I, I am excited to like actually put that on the table. Yeah. People think it looks ugly and I don't understand those people. Well, here's the bonus, it's right? So, it's such a cool looking ship. And, but if for the people who hate it, that's fine. You'll get to destroy them. Like, <laughs> like enjoy that. That's well, yeah, okay, they so will. You, they will die. They look at Chris talking fine. like me. <laughs> so or, it's, it's five it's a small hull, ship. To it, yeah, and it's got it's five like, hull. Like, how does this small little ship have five hull? Like that. I mean, granted, no, it's three hull. It's, oh, it's three it's hull. Five okay. hull total. Yeah, it's five three hull. It's three hull two shields. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It's all the chrome, Andrew. Yeah, all the chrome on the front. Yeah, it's more durable. It bounces back the laser beams. Pew pew. Uh, so yeah, that's the this is part of wave four that we're going into right now. Yeah, um, so we'll we'll probably get these in June or July or something. Probably uh, after well, the next points adjustment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jonathan. No, did we lose him? Uh, I thought he was. No, muted. Here. Sorry, I muted, muted myself. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, would you bring torp? Would you equip torps with these, or would you run them without torpedoes? Uh, how do you think two attack dice do? Well, it looks like we're getting a new torpedo. So let's see how much that torpedo costs. Yeah, um, so for context, it looks like it's the old plasma torpedo in the spread. There's an it's I-5 a... one. There's totally an I-5 one. Oh, there's so an I-5 guy. If I can do a 5 forward with juke, lock, shoot a, shoot a torp, I don't know. I'm okay with that. I, get I, don't, I don't think I would take a bunch of generics with torpedoes. I think I would take a bunch of generics with juke and like probably just leave it at that. But If we ever get a, a focus to fire torp, then you can put N1s on high alert. <laughs> then you have focus, focus evade. And I guess this basically means we'll never get that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, well, a couple of the generics with like battle meditation. 
someone like battle meditating them, which I will get into a little later, I guess, but there's a new force power coming out. That's like super coordinate. If you can set up, you know, a bunch of low initiative focus target lock munition shots. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's okay. That seems fine. Cool. All right. Well, let's move this along. Let's, uh, Chris, you want to uh, go into the droid bo- uh, bomber? Yeah, just a couple comments here. I was really curious as to what the kind of next ship would be for the Separatists. Um, there was only like a handful that I'm aware of, so this was one of them, and I'm kind of happy to see it. Um, I was surprised to see, you know, that it has, essentially it looks like in the image it has a trajectory simulator available to it. Um, and the card kind of has built-in um, options to sort of chuck devices. So that that's on the bombardment drone directly. You take three of them in a list, so it has the three dots like the other things. You get five hull. Um, and it looks like it's going to be like definitely an ordnance platform plus a bomber. So in, in the image, there's two new tokens. I don't know what they are. They maybe they're related to the new ordnance and that new bomb tile that we're getting. But it looks like it's you know maybe some kind of scatter bomb. Who knows? So it it is a little goofy to, that there's going to be trajectory sim on a small base ship like this. I don't know that there's been a lot of that in the past. But you can imagine these things, if there's only three, it, it, are they going to be parking on rocks and just rotating, throwing bombs at you? It sounds kind of goofy. But yeah, we're getting, they're getting struts, right? I think so, yeah, because that's in the image as well. Yeah. Uh, it comes with the jam token. I, I don't know what that's related to. Maybe that means something about the, one of the configs or some of the, the jamming allows yeah. the jam. Or maybe there's a, yeah. maybe there's a pilot ability that, spits out a jam token or something. It must be something yeah. along those lines, yeah. And then uh, I think the only other thing I'll mention with this thing is, uh, you know, it's it's nice to have a slightly more durable separatist ship that you can run as a mini kind of squad. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I imagine running three of these and then running three of the precise vultures. And I'm really curious to see, like, you know, would there be room for one more thing after that? Could you potentially fit, you know, a B-22? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. One of the other things about this is it has the uh, network calculations uh, ship ability on it, which we've seen with a couple of the other droid uh, ships. So it, it kind of does that. I can borrow your calculate token to change a result. Um, so it, it looks like it's going to synergize real nice with the other droids along those lines. Yeah, and I so I think I've said this in the past, but part of the reason I'm excited for the separatists is because. It looks like it's shaping up to allow you to build a spread out swarm, right? That can collapse from multiple angles and then sort of force your opponent to choose one of those kind of mini swarms to deal with. Mm. Um, so having one that sort of has a bomb threat and an ordnance threat, I think just kind of adds to that. Um, but I, it, it is a little bit disappointing to me that it has trajectory sim. I don't really enjoy that mechanically. The trajectory simulator thing is only with the one forward template, isn't it? Is that right? Well, so that's that's the bombardment drone ability, right? Let's yeah. you launch a device instead. But in the screen, it comes with the trajectory sim upgrade. Oh, right, right. So okay. I don't know. Like, I guess you can take a bombardment drone without the trajectory sim to throw it a one forward, right? And then you could load it up with a 10-point upgrade, which seems expensive for... A not very durable ship, mm-hmm. and then do the full kind of trajectory yeah. sim action. I guess that's the problem with the sensor slot on anything that can carry a bomb. Yeah, yeah, it's it's curious to me. I like again, I I think it was just 
because of how expensive it is, probably not going to see a ton of play, but this is super, super speculative. Wait, um, one of the things that we didn't touch back onto this episode is that it says if you would drop a device, so you can launch it instead. So even so though you can it has, do this with the Proxmine? Correct. You could do it with Proxmines, Connernets. Um, it's not just limited to bombs. Like This is the first time we're seeing that you can launch a device. Hmm. In that so having used, having used Constable Zuvio, the quad jumper, that's a really powerful mechanic. It's, like, yeah. it's, it's a lot easier to visualize, like, hey, that thing's in front of me. If I move there, I can drop a Proxmine. <laughs> right. It's not hard to do. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You, you've used Zuvio? <laughs> I forgot he existed. Yeah, he's really funny, right? Because you just you kind of zoom up in front of somebody with afterburners, and then the guy that was in like one scene of episode seven getting stabbed in the heart. I don't know who the character is, Zach. (laughs) Zach, your two favorite pilots are B-wing pilots who don't exist. They totally (laughs) exist. You don't exist. I mean, he's here right now. He might exist. All right. Fake news. Fake news. so I see it, it comes with unguided rockets there, right? What would be better, the unguided rockets? Rocket? Or the barrage rockets, yeah. What's um, better, the barrage rockets or um, or the energy shell casing things? Uh, does it have a focus action? I don't think it does, right? No. It, uh, no, it doesn't. It just has a calculate. That's interesting, John. So I didn't even notice it had barrage rockets. It doesn't come with a focus token in the image. Huh. So maybe that's just like just a courtesy that they're giving another ship that has barrage rockets. Maybe there's a title that makes it work or there's like, mm, yeah. maybe this is their way of though. Cause I mean, they said that you eventually every upgrade will be available. So, I mean, maybe it, it could be their way of saying, okay, fine. We're here's the upgrade that you could only get in the whatever empire conversion kit. Here's your way of getting it now for, I mean, so maybe there's a ship that does take it in the separatist and this is their opportunity to get it. Unless the... they have a custom one that, yeah. yeah, I mean, there could be a way to do it. Or a config that allows you to focus. That's actually really interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm curious now to see the next spoiler for this, to, to find out about that. Because if you yeah. can if you can run barrage rockets on this, that's definitely worth seven points. I know the energy shells is great too, but yeah. there's so many charges on that, and you don't have to worry about reloading, and you get the re-rolls. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the resistance transport. Uh, I'm going to take this one because I think this is probably the dumbest thing in the game right now. Yes, you, you have some grievances. I've got yes, like some <laughs> serious grievances. Like First off, X-Wing is a game about starfighters and dogfighting and stuff like that. And now you have a resistance transport. And not only that is this thing looks like it undocks to a smaller ship. So you, this is the first time you see a small base undocking to another small base uh we don't have too many details on it or anything like that but it looks like there's two completely different dials and two different ship configs like we can't see too much on what it undocks into but there's definitely two different cardboards here and uh i mean i i i don't know i'm like at a loss of words at this because like ffg just it feels like there was so many other things they could have done and they just kind of push this out because oh, it was in the Last Jedi when they what when they leave that giant uh, barge to go back or go down to crate or something like it just seems very unlike the game and it forced out and I'm not a fan of this. That's not where it was. It's it was Episode Seven. Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> Someone recently just watched Episode Seven. No, I just know <laughs> that. 
Sure. Okay. So, so regardless to it, but I mean, like, it, it, it undocks into this other thing in it that even has two attack dice. It looks like it only has one agility, but it's still like at the same time, it's like it's very unfitting for the game. Like, are they just doing this to push all this crew out, or what? Like, were they? Just... Well, yeah. So I think part of it is getting these crew cards in an expansion because it looks like it. It looks like it comes with some kind of Leia crew. Um, I don't know who any of those, maybe, yeah, I don't know who any of those other people are, but I, I mean, it looks like a Leia. And then I think they want every faction to have a support ship. So I think that's part of it, but yeah, I mean, and I think they, they might be a little hard up for resistance content. Like, well, I mean, first order too, like resistance and first order, there's just like not a lot of ships. So there's that new cartoon, cartoon. right? That yeah, but I think of. that like that just came, that just started, and I think FFG's production like the there's I think there's like a lead time, like pretty significant lead time on production. So that, I'm sure we'll fair. see stuff from that show eventually, but and you'll get episode I mean, they, nine. Yeah, and then we'll have episode nine. But I think they I'm sure they started working on this transport like a year ago. So I mean it's. It's what they had at the time, I think, and it's just coming out now. So, to Andrew's point, though, I like, like, let's try to talk about moments where coordinate was used in the meta game and wasn't kind of dumb, right? <laughs> and like, I I think coordinate as a mechanic, we've talked about this in the past. It's actually cool at lower initiatives, helping a lower initiative ship do something. Right, yeah. but it it's really kind of weird when it's used at higher initiative, and then on top of that, it sort of it just enables combos that you know it's it's not what a lot of people really want to play the game for, right? So it's really nice when you're like kind of using it in like the edge case to free a ship up to avoid a bump, right, or you know to get the full mods in a in a clutch situation. But taking a ship in your squad that is not in its own right interesting has always bothered me. Like that's why like when I run scum, right? I know the escape craft is correct in half of the lists that I build. Mm-hmm. But I also know that I hate the way that thing looks. <laughs> I really don't like the way that it tethers itself to a ship, right? Because it's it's not doing the thing that I love the most about X Wing, which is sort of setting up nets and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, really all it ever does is sort of enhance a ship that I do like that maybe isn't perfect. Right. And th- yeah. I, I kind of agree with Andrew here that like, I don't know that this is a space that really needs exploring or that people are in demand for, except for when it enables a really high performing tournament list that otherwise wouldn't be, you know, complete. Um, Who's going to have fun running the escape craft? No one. Who's going to have fun coordinating, you know, a T-70 that's not Poe? A lot of people, <laughs> potentially, right? Like, I don't yeah. know how cheap this thing's going to be. So I, it's hard to see the other side of this. That that It's really hard to see, like, who's the player that's excited for the escape craft? Right. Name them. I, I don't know. It's just a really interesting, like, addition to the faction at the moment. Like, I, uh, it's going to be... 
you see that it's all lower pilots or initiative values. So it's just going to be interesting to see how this thing folds out. But I mean, uh, just as from a design point, like I'm just super not excited to put this thing on the table. Yeah. And, and resistance, resistance is already like, it's got upgrades that let it create combinations. It's kind of its trick. Right. Right. So and, I okay. guess it's double down on that. I'll play double advocate on myself a little bit. Cause like, um, what was the one epic ship, the freight, the rev, Rebel Freighter, whatever it's called. Um, the transport. Right. And it's kind of like, okay, well, this is a like a ship that is basically just made for like transporting things. Why is this going into combat and stuff like that? And it really kind of came down to like they had to like work with what they had. So like I said, I'm playing devil's advocate on myself. So maybe this is the resistance of saying we have to work with what we have. But at the same time, it's like you have this small ship that's undocking into an even smaller ship. That has like two attack a dice primary, and I, I just don't get it. Like it, it already the faction already has two crew carriers that are pretty solid, right? Right. Yeah. So if they were feeling that the faction needed a small base crew carrier, I I don't see why. <laughs> like the whole faction is like, the the concept of resistance is ships that stand on their own, right? Like all the T seventies are good, all the A wings are good, the Falcon's amazing. You know, the bomber is kind of getting figured out slightly. I, who is this? Like, what ship is this supporting to make better? That I don't understand. Right. That's not already okay. All right. Well, then uh, let's move on to the, uh, yeah. So yeah. if you have any comments about this, throw it on our Facebook page. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, like, interesting. Uh, I mean, I'm interesting to see what their, like, thought process was behind this. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think... Maybe we'll get a better sense of it once we like see the pilot abilities and the upgrade cards, and we'll we'll see what they're actually trying to do. I mean, it. okay, so granted, if there was like some kind of a different format of game, like sure, I'd be like, you have to escort this thing or something along those lines. But like, I just feel it's super unthematic and like, it's. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, not to defend this, but I there's nothing else they could have made, you know, and uh, it's not sure. really any different than the escape craft or like flying a quad jumper sure yeah. well I mean, yeah that, maybe that is I, a fair point we are fighting with space tugboats <laughs> it, true <laughs> it is just plastic spaceship i the other thing is maybe they were like you know it adds the calculate token right so now we have a thing that triggers c3po potentially oh um, sure yeah, yeah it has i can't believe this but it comes with a reinforced token so I don't know what that means, <laughs> but <laughs> and then in the image you do get to see that new uh, rigged cargo, which will come up later. Right. So, so whatever. segueing right into that. Thanks, Chris. Uh, Jonathan, you want to take care of the spare parts canisters? He's dead. Sorry, he I, that, sorry, I, I muted myself again. Yeah. So the spare. So in one of the other articles, they spoiled a bunch of the contents from the upcoming. Uh, Republic pack, and one of the cards that really stood out to me is uh, Spare Parts Canister. It's a modification. You need to have a Astromech equipped. comes with one charge, and it has two actions, and one of the actions is spend one charge to recover one charge on one of your equipped Astromech upgrades. And the other possibility is you can spend one charge to drop one spare parts, then break all locks assigned to you. So I think this, I mean, I thought it was really interesting because this is something that can go on many different ships across multiple factions. So it's hard to even think about how to, 
you know, they're not just balancing it within the Republic faction, but also like Poe with BB-8 or Dengar with R5P8, you know. So it can go in lots of different places. So to get an extra charge on a BB-8 or on an R5P8, I think would be really great or on a regen droid. But at the same time, but then the other side of it, being able to drop that little debris field and then to get the effect of um, countermeasures and breaking all of your target locks is pretty big as well. Hmm. So I guess it really depends on what it's costed at, but I think it looks really great. I, I think rigged cargo is, is a card that, is drastically underused in general. Um, it's really, really powerful, right? On like Boba or any fire spray. So it's it's interesting to see another one of those, but we don't really know what that debris will do. Like, does it give stress? I guess we'll have to find out. Yeah, yeah I'd be curious if this is actually like a actual new um, obstacle, is that little guy, or if it's just you know is a debris cloud that um is a small great cargo shoot. It has a yeah. blue streak across it in the image. Yeah. I don't know if that's legit or not, but maybe that means something different. Hot take. You can pick up the spare parts and fix your own ship. <laughs> <laughs> if you fly over it? Yeah. It's, <laughs> a, plus one, it's a plus one upgrade. You get that's to just, actually pretty funny. You get to just leave it for someone else to come get later. Yeah. yeah. Health packs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's med kits. Like he's X-wing has med kits now. X wing med kits. Cool. It is cooler than regen. That's true. Yeah. All right, Zach, our in-house Jedi. Do you want to take this next segment? I will. Let's talk about some Jedi things. Let's talk some meditation. So let's all get into our pose. Get ready. <laughs> Relax. Breathe through your nose. And do a purple coordinate. And panic. And panic. Don't panic. Yeah. Don't panic. So yeah, so looking at like the Republic stuff that comes out, I'm like super jazzed on the Republic as a faction. I'm gonna go hard on them. And one of the cards that stood out to me was Battle Meditation. So Republic, uh, it's force power. You cannot coordinate limited ships, and while you perform a purple coordinate action, you may coordinate one additional friendly non-limited ship of the same type. Both ships must perform the same action. Um. Really what this is getting me overall most jazzed about is just the fact that like the Republic is seeming at first seemed like it was just going to be aces the faction, but now it really seems that they're really trying to push the idea of ace plus mini swarm the faction. And this just leans hard into that. And that's definitely something to celebrate that. Yeah, it's just a really fun archetype in general across all the factions. That's always entertaining. Yep. Yeah, it yeah. feels like, you know, like, all right, so you got your like leader like charging into battle and then you got like all your like other guys going with you. It does seem like a fun faction. Yeah, it seems like super thematic, right? It seems like you've got your one Jedi general leading his clone troopers into battle. And that's really, really cool to kind of get that like fluff feel yeah. into a faction in the game and in a workable way. And this is a great example. Like, like we were just talking about how coordinate is usually pretty dumb. Like this is actually a good example because it's non-limited, right? And you're you're essentially coordinating some lower initiative ships, yep. but at the same time, what happens when you put this on an I five Jedi? Does it get really dumb? Maybe. I, maybe it's dumb in the best of ways. Well, yes, and maybe no. <laughs> right. I mean, like, you, the one thing you got to remember is that you know you are sacrificing your action to 
But Basically, I have force charges. Sure, you have force I'm not, charges. I'm not sacrificing an action. It's purple. Sure. <laughs> like, right. So you have, but okay. So let's say like uh, the highest that we know right now is three force charges. Uh, so you have to sacrifice one of them to perform this action, and then you have two more force charges. Sure, uh, you are getting mods at the same time, but um, you're also only recharging one of them per turn. So either it's like maybe like a hit and run, but. Well, yeah, and you are using an action on your ace. Fair, but I, I'm also coordinating actions at I-5 yeah. to a whole bunch of things. But that's A whole bunch being powerful. two, but... Well, yeah, but I mean, like... <laughs> well, that's, a that's, that's, that's a lot. That's more than one. If it's two <laughs> target just, locks for two... Just clarifying. Like, that's, Thanks, Zach. That's right. pretty <laughs> Yeah, I think this would go... I was, uh, you know, we were talking about the N1 before, and I was... You know, looking at the dial of the N1 and then looking at the dial of the Jedi Starfighter, the N1 is a ship that could actually keep pace with the Jedi Starfighter. All the other Republic ships are kind of slow. But then I could see, you know, generic N1s rolling up, getting the focus, and then um, Obi-Wan or someone coming up behind and then, you know, battle meditating them to get their target locks, firing off proton torpedoes with locks that they acquired at I-5. And if it's two of yeah. the generics that have an EPT and they have dedicated on them, sure. yeah. then it's all the better. Or, or if they have juke, like we were talking earlier. I it's oh, yeah. it, maybe this will be maybe battle meditation will be necessary to kind of make up for some of the other flaws in the other Republic ships we've seen. Yeah. So does this make torrents I don't know how you, like what what those are really called, but does it make those more relevant? Maybe. I think so, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, I, I see a definite place for something like battle medication, battle meditation, and two dedicated torrents. Battle medication sounds, yes, like, that's sounds like more health packs. Yeah, yeah, more health packs. Oh man! All right. Uh, do you want to get into dedicated then, since you brought it up? Uh, we'll just touch on it quickly. Don't have to go into it too much, but it's just uh, EPT, public only, non-limited. Are restricted to non-limited ships. I think. I think that's what that means. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then, while another friendly ship in your side arcs at range zero to two defends, if it is limited or has the dedicated upgrade, and you are not strained. You may gain one strain token. If you do, the defender rerolls one of their blank results. So I just think like it and battle meditation just go hand in hand so well together. Right. It's basically giving it like an elusive to your other ships. Um... And essentially to your Jedi that is doing the battle meditation for you. Yep. Yeah. So it's just kind of like your Jedi's rolling up, giving you an action, you know, get your missile off or your torpedo off. And then on the flip side, you're giving your Jedi a little bit of coverage back since he's losing his action. So mechanics question here. It says like in your side arc, does a ship without a side arc still have a side arc? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So you don't have to use this on an arc 170. Right. Well, I mean, the arc. Every ship has the side arcs printed on there. Yep. All right. So it, it's it's going to be interesting to see if like the theme of these are like really just going to be like maybe like three squad ships. Like if you could maybe fit, let's say like two three squad ships, and like they're kind of like their own unit like together, like where they kind of form one just big ship and can do their own things together. And it'll be cool to see that if that actually is how it works out to be. Uh, that they just fly information and go hand in hand with each other. Like I'm excited to see that actually happen. I don't know so much me personally like playing them, but 
Um, I, I'm curious to see if that's how it pans out to be. Yep. Like just like two, uh, like squads on either side of the starting area, and then you basically have that formation flying towards you. Yeah, I, I'm super excited. I think all this looks great, and it's starting to separate them out from just being just Jedi, which is pretty yeah. cool. Speaking of Jedi, the the R four P seventeen looks pretty good on Mace Windu. Do you want to touch on that? Uh, so why don't we recap Mace Windu's ability? So Mace, I think, gets a force charge back after doing a red maneuver. Is basically what it what it said. So hold up, I can pull it up right now. Mace window. After you fully execute a red maneuver, recover one force charge. Right. Right. Um, so that pairs kind of nicely with this, which is you know you basically get to do an action after doing a red maneuver. There's two charges on it. Right. You get that uh, force charge back. So fully modest shots, basically like a astromech of a pattern analyzer. And then you yeah. have the R4P astromech says before you execute a basic maneuver, if you spend one charge if you do while you execute that maneuver reduce its difficulty that's interesting too i would say um just because you could it's basically like um the r4 astromech light so you can do this now in like green turn or make it like three turns where the r4 astromech let it limit it to one to two this can then change your let's say like three turns or even like you know you could do a tail and roll or some, i'm sorry it's only basic maneuvers right yeah, so it's only basic yeah. maneuvers and it's only ships um, with an astromech. Right. So I, I was totally, I don't know why I was talking about side arcs with the arc before. <laughs> I think there's that one that uses the side. But does an arc 170 have an astromech slot? It, I think it does. So. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah, the Red Bull one does. So, so I, it does help that dial out quite a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but it doesn't really help. Like, do you really need this on any of the starfighters? I don't, I don't think so. Um, no, I think their basic maneuvers are all. I I guess. Uh, I mean, no, no I got that right here. So they have yeah. There's all their basic maneuvers are white or blue. Yeah. Um. So does this? I, if you reduce the difficulty of a white maneuver, does it become blue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can okay. do like a blue five forward, twice again, which seems cool. Yeah, um, that's that's useful if there's some other stress in mechanic for those yeah. ships but like the ship that really wants this can't have it and that's the torrent because <laughs> it's yeah. all screwed up all right so uh, let's recap the entire wave four and the republic article um i'm excited to like so wave four we see a bunch of reprinted ships coming out i know chris you're excited about the silencer uh we're getting the falcon reprinted again um the decimator is coming the sf is finally getting a reprint it's going to be interesting to see that of all these things are coming to the hyperspace format, which you would imagine that they are. You uh, forgot one. What did I <laughs> oh, the B-Wing. The B-Wing. How did I forget that? So, yeah, no, so, you said it. I thought you said it. No, no, I didn't that? say it. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, so like it'd be interesting to see if all these ships are coming to the hyperspace format and if they're just going to kind of keep building up the hyperspace format or if they're going to maybe rotate some things out and just keep like a certain limited number of ships or if they're going to like build up for a certain amount and then kick something out later, like every year they just kick a bunch of stuff out. I uh, really hope, I really hope they keep it to four to five ships. I like just personally, I, I think the game benefits from limits and you know, if you, if you add like one more ship, that might be a sweet spot, 
but if like everything they add just continuously gets added to hyperspace right so okay um I, I like know. i know with other games they kind of do this like method where they build up they build up they build up so like let's just say like through the tournament uh circuit they build up to 10 ships per faction like okay and then people are starting to be like okay well you can do all these crazy things and then they literally just knock out the la- the first five ships that they put in. So now you're back down to this very limited uh, yeah. ship pool. It, it might be interesting to see that, like how the big shock could change that. Uh... I, I'm not. I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about there being too many ships and like too many good things because that won't happen. I'm more worried about like if you just and B wings being in hyperspace is cool. Like whatever they should be there. But as soon as you drop a B-Wing into hyperspace, you remove generic X-Wings, right? Like, it's just, yeah. it's not in the format anymore, Sure. basically. Um, so that's more why, like, the restricted ship pool for me is about whatever's left in that restricted pool is, by definition, more usable. <laughs> where if you have 10, I don't know where that balance, like, I'm not a game designer, but it seems a lot harder to get right. Right. Um, yeah, like I said, it, it'll be interesting to see how they actually pan this out. That it's going to be cool to see like the first things that they start rotating out and give us like a general idea. Uh, but we don't have any of that information, and uh, it'll be exciting. Like the first, I would imagine we're going to get our next points of update in June or July, and it'll be cool to see what is and not hyperspace after that point. Right, and these ships aren't. It's unlikely that these ship, ships drop before June, right? Like this is a ways off. This right. is second quarter. Huh? So okay. So June twenty eighth. Um, Whatever the last well, Thursday in June. <laughs> the last day of second quarter. So, I mean, we know that um, this next the wave three. We know that that stuff is coming pretty soon with their spoiler on that vulture droid. Right. Before the end of March, right? Yeah, it's going to be at Adepticon, so. Man, you guys are full of segues tonight. All right, so uh, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, Zach, you have some heavy thoughts on this. Uh, Why don't you recap what it is? Ugh. Ugh. Uh, Yeah, so they released like a little article last end of last week about how they're doing a limited edition version of the Vulture Droid for Adepticon with an alternate paint scheme. Cool. Okay, so the, the, there's stupid. Max thoughts. It's yes. stupid. It's stupid. Um, okay, so uh, I think it's kind of cool, though. At the same time, like, yeah. I understand, uh, sure, you're not going to Adepticon. You can't get your hands on this limited edition thing, whatever. But at the same time, it's kind of like they, they're doing, they are putting this out there that they're actually doing it. Like, it can, like, sure, like, I get people want to collect every alt art possible and they are going to drop probably way too much on the secondary market on this ship but it will be cool to see if they like do this with different waves and like you know maybe you'll be lucky enough to go to one of these places that you do get to pick up something like that but but my thing is this is very distinctly different from an alt art alt arts you have to play for you have to earn those are prizes this is just something that they're selling at one specific place my issue is i've seen other games do this and it's never a good thing so, okay, I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, this Vulture Droid is not going to affect gameplay whatsoever. 
precisely to how an alt art is not going to do the same. It's, you know, you're still playing the same game. You're still going to be able to throw three of these things on the table. And sure, if you want one of your their entire secondary market of people painting these things um, to look like this is out there. Like, it's, it's cool that they're doing it. And like I said, I mean, I hope they're doing a lot of different things uh, with second edition that I'm curious to see. What else they might put out there? Like, I mean, we saw back in Coruscant that they had the different dial covers. And, like, I'm kind of sad that we haven't seen more of that. So I would hope that they are trying to progress different things than just alternate arts. And granted, maybe this would be cool if it was a prize rather than buying it. But at the same time, more content and stuff and everything is I'm all for. I don't know. I just think it sets a dangerous precedent. And in the long run, is not good for the game. So what, so what is your yeah? What is your basis on that? Like I said, I've, I've seen similar things happen with other games where they start releasing like limited edition sculpts or versions of a thing that they only sell at a single place. And like, it just brings... At the very least, it brings more toxicity to the community. Alright, so then maybe I'm having a hard time understanding like how... And, like, why? Like, because, like, like okay, I have this ship. Like, I mean, like, I could understand maybe something like Warhammer or something like that where what you see is what you get and the models actually matter, but um, I don't know if I see that with this. Like I said, at the very basis of it for me, it's not good for the community. Sure. Like, it's just, it's going to perpetuate this idea of haves and have-nots that I'm not okay with. At the very worst... They take it a step further and start doing something different. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not on board with this at all. So, X Wing is pretty much my only, the only miniatures game I've ever played. So, I have no context for, you know, what other games have done with this kind of thing. But I have heard of stories of like Attack Wing, right? Which had very uh, specific yeah. ways to get content. Yeah. Um, so, I, I could understand, like, for some people, it might just be, like, they've played other games where they've experienced the worst version of this that actually has content impact. So it's just, like, anything even close to it freaks them out. But this isn't there yet. Right? It's not there yet. But like I said, it's like, nowhere near. for me, it's dangerous precedent. Fair. Like, it opens up the door to that kind of cash grab, which is what okay. that became an attack wing. Which, if FFG ever does, like, we can panic about something besides the new ghost van that doesn't exist right but like i don't i i still trust them they've done such a good job with 2.0 they've been so generous with the conversion kits i i, I don't know that they would do that to the community because it, it would betray a lot of trust for them to actually put content behind a you know an event play wall <laughs> yeah um, i don't think i don't think they'll ever do that because it, it's just they've got too much loyalty at this stage or maybe Maybe that's your concern, Zach, but I, I don't I don't see this going that way pretty much ever. Oh my sweet innocent blueberries. I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like I said, I mean like it it comes down to like it's not affect if it was affecting play style or play um the actual game, I'd be like, absolutely not. But like, and like, granted, I'm, this is coming from a guy who literally like I hand out like all the alt arts I get to anyone that wants them. Um, so like this does not affect me like whatsoever, but at the, at the same time, like it, it, I understand the road that they, this could end up taking if what you're saying uh, could happen. So uh, 
it will be interesting to see how this pans out in the future. Um, all right, let's move on to our Ewing analysis. Uh, Chris, why don't you take this off? Sure. Um, so I, I don't know that we're going to take too much time with this, right? But it, we've been, I think all of us have put Ewings on the table recently, and um, it's a kind of a fundamental ship in hyperspace. It actually is relevant within Extended as well. Uh, but for this breakdown, we're going to kind of focus just on hyperspace cards only. Might mention some extended stuff in passing, but this is very much hyperspace focused. Uh, within the format, you don't get all the pilot cards that you do in extended. So you pretty much get everything that's in Saw, Saw's Renegade. You get the Partisan Renegade, Benthic, Magva, Yarrow, and Saw Gerrera. Before we get to too much of the breakdown of like what you'll see in the meta, which is easy to spoil, right? It's going to be a Partisan Renegade with Leia and Tac Officer. We'll get into what that is in a moment. But before we go into all of that, this ship just looks really cool, and we need to pause on that. <laughs> it's yeah, one of the coolest re- looking ships in the game. I really, yeah. really love the model. Sure, yeah. yeah. Easily. Easily one of the best <laughs> models in the game. Until the new B-Wing model comes out, with moving <laughs> wings and rotating cockpit. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's just badass. It looks like an A, like it's like a really big A-Wing, and it's it's awesome. Love everything about it. Um, so, uh, Andrew, uh, do we? I, I think we can go through each of the upgrades. Yeah, probably. Um, I like the sp- pilot wise, right? Maybe we could touch on this briefly. Saw and Magva have really great abilities, right? Um, but generally speaking, now with the way that they adjusted points, things are so cheap that it's rarely it's rarely a situation where you're not trying to put either the partisan renegade in a list or Magva Yaro into a list to kind of up the defensiveness of your list, right? Um, Saw is super fun because he grants you those attack rerolls at range 0 to 3, which is crazy. Um, and Benthic is pretty fun too, but yeah. the don't vast, sleep vast on... majority of the time you're seeing Magra and Partisan. Don't, ahead, don't sleep on Benthic. I think people are sleeping on Benthic, and I think that's a mistake. It's action economy, right? Okay. And it's, yeah, it's action economy for cheap. But yeah, one Benthic, two tubes, way to go. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But, but just in general, though, I think the vast majority of list building that I'm seeing that's successful right now, this is probably just a creativity issue, is the Partisan Renegade or Magva Yaro. Um, and I think that's because it leans right, into yeah. a couple mechanics that are really good, right? The selflessness and defensive nature of Magva and then Leia, which is two points now. Just insane. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah. It seems like um, if you have a U-Wing, Leia is automatically stapled to that ship. Right. So I'm going to blitz through the upgrades and then we can sort of recap our thoughts on how to fly the ship and use it and how you guys, you know, approach sure. it. I'm really interested in how it moves and all that kind of stuff. But going going real quick, I think the talent slot is generally empty unless it's selfless on Magva, right? There's there's very little reason to take or invest points elsewhere. Intimidation's kind of funny. Red stops happen a lot, but now they're not always red, so who cares about elusive? Um <laughs> There's not really a reason to fill that talent slot out for the most part. Um, before the point adjust, the system slot was really important. You'd staple advanced sensors to this so that you could use the red stop. Now that Leia's two points, your whole list has advanced sensors. So who cares? Right? So you don't you don't even take that, in my opinion. Although it's still very good on the E-Wing. And if you're building something that for whatever reason kind of needs it, because they tend to bump a lot, uh, it's worth looking at. And then collision detector... I hate this card. I'll always hate this card. It rewards, <laughs> rewards stupidity. I don't like it at all, but it's also pretty I'll get, I'll get into that a little bit later. A- after this um, episode. 
Okay, fine. I just every time I mention collision detector, I have to mention that I think it's stupid and sure. priced out. Of the yeah, make, it makes sense. Uh, yeah. uh, crew. This is where all the interesting stuff happens. So TAC officer is fantastic. You staple this thing right with TAC mm -hmm. officer. Yeah. Uh, layer crew is very good. Uh, layer crew kind of begs the question if you actually need TAC officer, but that's okay, right? It's just not stressing is important. The, the dial's semi-limited, um, so using a red coordinate can really complicate the early rounds as you initially engage. Um, Leia's ridiculous. Like, it can't can't undersell or oversell, whatever. I can't oversell Leia at this stage. It's it's so powerful and it increases kind of the mobility of your entire list. The only other upgrade that I'll pause on here, unless you guys have other ones that you want to speak to, Magvayaro is actually pretty good because it, it assigns a target lock or requires a target lock. It's not an action, which yeah. is, yeah. you've seen that before. It's on a ship called Redline. Um, you also see that from another good ship, which is Tabson, where it gets shot and then it gets action economy. Um, that's that's pretty great for a thing that bumps a lot. And then Sagarera, sort of a similar feel. These things are 8 HP. People tend to ignore them. So investing a damage into full crits when you're coordinating, um, that's actually pretty solid as well. It's just 8 points and sort of eats into whatever you're supporting. Right, so I mean, I'll touch base on that a little bit. Um, I had the pleasure of going up against Marshall's Ewing today, and just going up against that, like having it coordinate other things, made it a real juicy target. Like it was, just yeah, like, okay. It, it's sitting here with it's coordinating things, other things, and it's sitting here with no tokens. So it's kind of like, okay, I have a prime, you know, target. And like, granted, I was running Vermeil, so like he got that extra bonus stuff from it. But if Something like Magva was on that ship. Um, I might think twice before firing at it. Like I might, yeah. uh, my target priority would probably have definitely changed because then he's going to have a modified shot back at me where um, the coordinate without it would negate that. What well, it's funny, right? Because like, as a, if I'm running a U wing and someone's shooting at the U wing, I'm kind of okay with that sure. because typically I've got Luke next to it or Han. And that's just a one step closer to the end game. So, but it's hard because then a lot of times people don't shoot it and the Ewing ends up in the end game and you kind of want that extra hit. <laughs> right. So I, I don't know that people are going to run Mavo Yaro crew on this a lot, right? I'm just mentioning that it does give you that extra threat. Yeah, absolutely. The word, the word acquire is a particularly broken word and broken things are good. Yeah, absolutely. But Saw, I, Saw is maybe a, a, an underexplored crew on, on the Falcon. Right, like I think Saw on Han is actually really good um, with R two D two. But any any thoughts on Sagarera crew? Um, that's a lot of crits. I would have to math it out. I haven't really thought too deeply into it, but I mean, it's you. It's always good when you have that one roll that you just roll like four eyeballs, and you're just like, what the hell? And it turns all into crits, and it's absolutely worth it. But then at the same time. Um, it's it's only that one like case and is that worth that eight points? I don't know. That would be something that I have to actually like sit down and like look at the math behind it. Sure. So I I've tried it and I, the only thing I would say is that it frees you up to coordinate and still shoot something. Still get the eight. But then you end up in this weird spot where like perceptive copilot and tack officer gets you to a similar place in terms of total action economy. So it's like like you can take Benthic right. And just share a focus, I think, is how that works. Yeah. You pass a focus. Um, 
you pass a focus, right? Yeah. So like, there's other ways to get to what Saw does, but mm -hmm. the, the the problem that I have, right, is that if I'm running a partisan renegade and I'm just constantly coordinating wedge, as an example, right, the thing doesn't do any damage. So Leia is really good, but if you have the points, is it worth considering Saw and the U-wing just to have that extra threat? It's still got three red dice. Right. I don't know. Worth experimenting with. Sure. And then hopefully someone finds a good way to use Saw on, on Han, because I, I think that's worth testing for sure, uh, as a little aside. so then uh, He's so expensive. It's, yeah. It's really hard to fit him in a three-ship list. Uh, um, eight, eight points is, is changes a lot about the rest of your other ships. I get it. Yeah. So that's probably why we won't see it. And it's self-damaged, so... But yeah. it's the regen faction, right? So if one faction can do it, it's this one. <laughs> um, the mod slot. So hole and shield upgrade. Buying a hole on these is actually pretty good, but it, you get back to the same problem, which is I'm supporting something most likely with this ship. Do I really want to invest more points? I don't know. Um, rigged cargo with the illicit slot, uh, that is totally worth consideration because they're in the mix. They kind of jam up the board. Rig cargo is very good. I could, yeah, I could see rigged. I haven't tried it, but I, I mean to. It's just cool because it, it's like one of the few ships that it, it, it's the kind of thing where it's always, if, every time I've run it, it felt like it just kind of bumped into everything. <laughs> right. And and it was just in an awkward spot and then yeah. it's rotating so people fly around it really weird. So I, I, does it work that you could pop Leia, rotate, and then just drop the rigged cargo from a different angle. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, yeah, if you sure. think about that, yeah. Yeah. sure, you can absolutely do that, but then are you is your gun facing the wrong way? Like, Well, but what if it's facing the right way? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. That's, yeah, that's just really weird, right? Like, most ships can't stay in the same spot and just put the... Sure, absolutely. I, I don't know. It's goofy. Um, and, and again, rigged is, like, hyper underplayed. It's ridiculous. It, it stresses the thing that you, that you put it on. Um, it has a chance to do damage. It controls parts of the board once it's out there. It doesn't go away. It increases your defense. Like, I, I don't need to market this more, but it's four points, and it's ridiculously good. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it on the upgrades. I'd like to kind of open it up now to you guys just to talk about the challenges that you've had actually flying it, because it doesn't move like a normal ship. Um, and pivot isn't really something that I think we're all used to, right? All I'm saying is, you've heard it here first, is Chris says that you need to be flying rig cargo shoot. Yes. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, so, who's been, Jonathan, you've been running these a bit, right? Yeah, I mean, I would uh, agree with what Chris said. Um, I find, they, so I coordinate a lot when I fly the U-Wing, and I feel like the tactical officer is like, it's, you know, people say this a lot, but it's practically stapled, because if you're, if you're trying to clear stress and you have to do these blue moves, I find like I always end up out of the fight with that U-wing that it would just like drift further and further away or else you have to spend a turn not coordinating to be able to too hard or turn around. So I feel like um, the tactical officer is really important to the way this ship flies in order to, you know, still keep it in the mix, especially when you're, you know, pairing it with like um, X-wings or whatever. Yeah, and I think that the stop is 
really powerful, but like, I think it used to sort of surprise people, but it doesn't really catch people off guard anymore, but it's still nice to have those options of whether you turn a full 180 or full or just 90 degrees. Mm -hmm. And personally, I I, I do personally like to keep them sort of on the skinnier side uh, so that I can, so just like Chris said, the partisan renegade with uh, tech officer and Leia as my preferred build here. So full disclosure, I've run a 90 point Ewing before. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I know that's How? incredibly dumb, but like sometimes you just have to try. <laughs> Why? Um, Why? It's casual night, right? Like you can only bully people with supernatural Luke so much. Filthy casuals. Um, no, but but uh, like you kind of touched on this, John, right? Like you need tack officer because the the blues are just the banks and the two forwards, right? And mm-hmm. and it 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 just kind of makes it really awkward if you're stressing, even if you stress before you're in the mix going too fast it kind of messes things up um so one of the things i've noticed i for context i've only run the u-wing with super luke a partisan renegade or or saw Guerrero or whatever and another x-wing right that's like the list archetype that i've been using it for mm-hmm. um so kind of like a mini pal basis type thing but without palp so it's probably bad but whatever uh the, the cool thing with it is you can set up really weird angled boxes because like it just the, the hard 90 degree turn, you just fly up the side of a board and people end up in a box that you, you couldn't really set up as easily with, you know, most medium based ships that maybe would need to too hard turn or whatever. Um, so that, that kind of thing of like, it allows you to delay the engagement slightly differently than a normal ship can because it's constantly stopping. Um, I don't know if you guys found that you're maybe running it with a Falcon. So it's a little different, but the engagements it's set up feel different to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, like they just, they kind of like are like disruptors. Like if you throw it into the mix, it's kind of like you do have to figure out that way to, to really kind of like fly around it. But at the same time, if you're talking about like flying it up the side, you, if you're just flying past it, you know that it's going to be rotating almost like a turret just to be shooting you at the same time. Right. And like, so another example, I recently played against a list that had four U-wings in it, right? And like we talked about fortressing rules in the past, and fortressing is dumb, but it's possible, and fortressing rules are weird. But the U-wing is particularly adept at not fortressing in quotes, right? Because you take four of them and you just walk them up the side of the board, you could just turn back around, <laughs> yeah, right? And like you just rotate and point a direction. Like it's all, It's all like really just slower setup and a big part of X-Wing is not over committing. Um, the U-Wing's seemingly good at that of sort of allowing you to delay. Mm. And then when you don't want to delay anymore, you got a four forward or a three bank. Like it's all, it's that four, four, a four forward and a medium base is actually pretty fast. So yeah. you can sort of send these things out to block when people aren't expecting. Sure. Absolutely. Um, going on like the opposite side of things though, I do want to like touch base that like, when I'm starting to see these U-wings across from me, they're almost becoming like target priority number one. Like they're they're these crazy support ships, and they do hurt. Even though like as much as like they might not be getting mods and stuff, I just want them off the table. Like if it's weird and it does weird things, you should probably be killing it first. And that's like essentially what this thing is: is that it's coordinating, giving the other ships. Uh, actions giving this crazy action economy to everything else and at the same time it's just this crazy blocker and it's doing weird things by just 
doing something that no other ship in the game can do. So for me, that's becoming like target priority. Like it, it needs to die. It sounds like you have a little bit of Hawk 290 syndrome there. It's like, see a hawk, must kill it. <laughs> Hawks, jump, uh, quad jumpers. Um, it's beginning to like fill that same boat. So I think it's a thing I don't normally see. I must destroy it, right? That's right. kind of the X-Wing mentality. No, I, I, I hear you there. I, but like, it does go back to, like, maybe it's a good time to transition into the types of lists that this fits with, right? So I, I mentioned that I've been primarily using it to sort of run next to Super Luke and a coordinated X-Wing. It's because I enjoy that. Uh, but I think that's actually solid on its own way. But we're really seeing this is like Partisan Renegade and Wedge or Biggs and a Falcon, which I know, Marshall, you've been playing. Yeah. And then you're also seeing, which what I think is, you know, going to be a staple of the hyperspace meta. And, you know, you're going to see it even in Extended is Five Ship Rebel Beef, right? Which, which Jonathan, you referred to. Um, so, and just so everyone's aware of this, right? Like, you can now fit five legitimate ships into a rebel list. Um, the good one is essentially UXXYY. That gives you two ion cannon turrets and two X wings plus Leia and TAC officer and partisan. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, it kind of, you have to, you're depending on your opponent to put themselves in all of those arcs because it's all very low initiative. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily have to move in formation, and it's solid. Like it's a, it's a good list. Um, and then I, outside of that, I think you know there, there's been a couple of like Magva Bigs lists that still are relevant. Okay. Any other lists you guys would throw in as sort of like Ewing included? Nope. No. No. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's all I've I've really seen or looked at. Yeah. I mean, that's all I've seen. I've played around with a few different things. Like, I've done, like, a Cavern Angels list, where I'll do, like, Benthic, Edrio, um, Levin, and whoever the last... So, yeah, um, Colby's brother. Yeah, Colby. I mean, jumping out of hyperspace at the moment, because, I mean, we are just talking about B-Wings might be coming to hyperspace. Just having the... Jonathan, you've thrown this on the table a couple times, the two or three B-Wings with a U-Wing, like that thing, just having Leia in there, having these B-Wings do have this crazy action economy, being able to focus uh, one talent and then do all this crazy stuff is absolutely nuts. Yeah, I, th I the uh, B-Wings benefit a lot from having Leia on the board. And you can fit uh, the 47-point U-Wing, Braylon, uh, Tendum, a blade squadron and put shield upgrades on everyone and still have room for selfless on the blade squadron and two crack shots for the other, the main B wings. And it feels like that shouldn't fit together in our list, but it does. Yeah. Hey, it's extended, right? None of it matters. Yeah. Well, like yeah. I said, I mean like, Hey, if B wings are coming to, uh, you know, maybe the U wings will be something that gets pushed out of the hyperspace format first, but it's something to keep an eye out when they eventually do. Yeah. And it's, I, I, I think, I think you're going to see, you're going to see most rebel lists, including a U-wing, for a while. Um, it, it maybe it, it's going to turn out to be the case that like Han and Luke by themselves is is a really good list, just the two of those, because you can still run Supernatural on Luke. But man, I the, the amount of action economy you can get out of something that'll like Lando and a U and an X, um, it's just yeah. so valuable. Yeah, that's what I've been playing around with. Like a list that I've been kind of sitting on for a while and i think whenever i do get around playing x-wing again hopefully this week that i might put on the table for hyperspace is benthic with perceptive co-pilot 
and Leia. Uh, Edrio, naked. Levintenza with Juke. And Garvindries. And it's just <laughs> everyone gets focused. <laughs> everyone gets right. focused. Teamwork, the faction. Yeah, it's it's pretty, at least on paper, it seems pretty dope to me. I want to see yeah. how it actually plays out. Um. So, all right, I, I was thinking about this earlier, but do you really think, do we think Ben think, like, I mean, you're throwing a perceptive co-pilot on him, which is what, 10 points? Eight. Eight points, they dropped that. Um, they did. Mm-hmm. Is that too much points for a ship like this? Well, not if it's also getting to shoot. I sure. don't think. Yeah. Like you're like think about the combo of Leia and TAC officers. You're paying four points for all of that. It you're maybe the cost of sacrificing Leia if Leia's not somewhere else in the ship is too great. But I, I, again, I, the list that Zach just mentioned sounds janky as all hell. But <laughs> right, well, I, I don't I'm know because uh, I was thinking it's about this good action. If Benthic was like, or like maybe like a couple points cheaper, I could see it. But I don't know if you're putting Leia and Perceptive Copilot in it, you're sitting at 57 points, where the just a partisan is with Leia and Tac Officer is 47 points. So it's yeah, almost... but then its shooting is worth absolutely nothing. Exactly. Sure. But is that worth? Which is why I was talking about Saw and Magva, right? Because right. like I, yeah. I think that right now the de facto build is a partisan renegade with Leia and Tac officer. If you think a little bit beyond that, like it, maybe there's something that involves the Ewing not just being a coordinate boat that costs forty something points, right? Yeah, and, I mean to circle back to our earlier conversation, like coordinate boat isn't super fun to play. Well, and it's it's not also extraordinarily useful right when besides certain points in the game right like it's extremely you know it it feels good to roll up with wedge with full mods right and feel like he swung the initial engagement but the question is did you right like did you give up damage that you could have gotten from the ewing if he's not shooting a torp etc i don't know i mean it's it's strong and in the rebel beef list i think there's no question right like if you're loading up a ewing and you could have had four other ships with that much health you probably made a mistake Right, that's probably more of the discussion to have. Is you got to get past Tripsalon. So if you're investing points in something that removes an entire stack of like five HP that you need to do that, <laughs> I don't know. Then, then I'm with you, Andrew. But it's it's I, I'm really curious to see if people settle on a different U-wing build than the one that we've talked about here. I'm really hoping people just kind of shy away from Tripsalon because they don't want to fly it. They won't. That's going to dominate. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to dominate gonna, next yeah, Sunday. Right, right. I, like it's going to be, it's something that everyone has a plan for, right? But that doesn't mean that it's wrong to take. <laughs> yeah. Um, but people have directly solved it, and they've solved it with things like we're describing. Like a higher HP that you have, you can go into that matchup and trade, get behind them and play the game. I. Uh, but it's a, it's a massive gate check. So. Yeah. I, but but it's also the kind of thing. It's like the first annoying list that came out, so everyone's talking about it. Sure. It's not like Regen Han isn't also annoying. Like oh, he's absolutely. extremely good. Absolutely, uh, Regen Han's crazy. Right. Like there's there's more there's other meta staples within hyperspace that are going to come up, and they're going to come up fast because we got Toronto coming up, right? Yep. And there's going to be a lot of players. All right. Uh, do we have anything else? Anybody else have any comments on Ubangs before we start to close out? 
Uh, just, I mean, the only other thing is, do you guys actually adjust the wings when you're playing? I don't. I leave it. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I leave them. Just that talk about how accurate. cool it looks. Yeah, it looks you cool don't even when the wings are closed, wings. Zach. Worst <laughs> <sighs> kind of people. I'm well, not... it's also it. Yeah, it's also just bumps into everything, so you kind of have to open it up. <laughs> oh yeah, it depends on what's going on on the table. Just but... put an appropriate number of pegs on it and open the wings and close them as you should. I, I keep one open, one closed, just to. Uh, now that's the worst. That's. Actually <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, like, I look at my Chris. card. My model has nothing to do with it. Look at my card. I agree with Chris. You're the worst. <laughs> that's just, I am 100 yeah, yeah. okay with that. Uh, I, I fly my uh, what's called shuttles with one wing up, one wing down. It's fine. You are oh, the worst kind of people. The yes. new worst kind of people. That's why I'm a scum player. <sighs> you're not a scum player. You're just scum. Oh, thanks, Zach. Oh, no. It means a lot. Man. That got really mean. Uh, yeah. Well, all right, on that bombshell, what's next? Uh, all right, so uh, <laughs> anything else? Uh, dates to remember. April 6th, that is the Glen Burnie Regional, I believe, registration is open for that, um, or hyperspace trial, whatever they're calling it. We don't know what they're even calling it because they just came out with that new article from FFG, and they've changed all the names. Um, April 13th is the NIAC. New York regional registration is also open for that. I will have to try to see if I can get the uh, link and post it on either the Facebook page or on our show notes. Um, and then May 4th is the Red Caps regional. We don't have registration open for that. We're still trying to work everything out uh, with details and how many people are we're, we're going to be able to accommodate. We're trying to max as most as possible, but stay tuned for that. Um, another big thing that they did announce is that the uh what is it the grand championship or what used to be nationals is still going to be at nova this year which is labor day weekend it's the end of august and um beginning of september i think it actually like the dates are 30 august 30th and 31st registration for that opens on march 1st exactly and i know it's going to be like a hot ticket so you want to make sure you mark that in your calendar and get tickets as fastly as possible um, book your room, do whatever you got to do. And I think that's anyone else have any dates that they want to throw out there? I just going to reiterate that Toronto system open is this weekend. Right. And I know you're going, no, Tristan's also going, um, and Ted, right? So good luck to the three of you and hope you have fun. We're going to get our asses handed to us. JK. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. It's a, it's a completely different game. So we'll, we'll see what happens now. Um, it's the first big tournament since the points change, um, and it's going to be, like I said, interesting to see. Collect all the data from it with extended. I can't wait to get all the data. That's that's going to be awesome. Yeah, so uh, I'll try to keep everyone updated with live updates. We'll be tracking on Best Coast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, there's Andrew. He's uh, O2 dropping already. <laughs> all right. Um, so I think that does it for this week's episode. I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, again, I will be sending out the IG88 Patreon rewards this week. You should be receiving them by the end of the week. And we will start to figure out our next reward. If you are a fan of the show, you can find us on Patreon. I will like, list our link in the description. And find or join us on there. Um, I believe that's it for the show. So thanks for listening. And we will see you guys soon. Zach, you don't have anything crazy to say at this end of the episode? No, not this time. Oh, great. Man. I've said enough crazy things. <laughs> All right. That's fine. <laughs>